shout out to our sponsors at IconBet. Open source, decentralized gaming, no deposits, play straight from your wallet. IconBet, made by the players, for the players. Ion Icon is proudly supported by Icon Nation and the Icon community. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ion Icon, the episode where we go around the ecosystem and bring you all the latest and greatest news. And with me, as always, is our co-host, Icon Grapher. How are you today, man? Long time. Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I'm looking forward to a uh, slightly shorter show than what we had uh, last week, although ten episode. But nonetheless, nonetheless, this will feel like a breeze compared to that bit of a marathon session we did uh, for the Icon 2.0 launch. You know, yes, uh, I just realized this is our first news episode back and we didn't do the news that week. But I mean, after three and a half hours, was it? It was close to three and a half hours. What more news could we bring? Yeah, it was a good one, though. Had a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, no, and I think it went out pretty well. You know, it's one of those things where it's kind of the first time um, we had done something like that. And I think it was, uh, you know, I think there was a bit more pressure on you because you were handling a lot of the technology side of things. And I always, I always assume if uh, something can go wrong, it will when it comes to IT stuff. Um, but I think it pretty much went down without a hitch. It was really helpful having Brian kind of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, pulling, pulling the strings of the, um, of the, of the system and making sure people got, uh, got let on when they need to and let in and all that other good stuff. So, uh, much props to him. Uh, much props to you for kind of keeping everything flowing, flowing well. Um, and I, you know, I was, I was able to contribute here and there, but uh, you certainly led the way on that one. Oh, thanks, man. No, look, uh, having Brian there as well. Um, we did all the testing, but just having not to hit the buttons and worry um, uh, was a relief. So uh, it was, it was awesome. And there was a lot of coordination involved. And this is where Elise got the. Uh, from marketing got the foundation together which was great and um, in the background I was wheeling and dealing with all the P reps and everyone came to the party which was really good um, you know you know what I, I did love about the night there was all, quite a lot you know Project Nebula gave a ton of information um, I, I think at that point I wasn't processing stuff uh, you know because it had been a while and I was starting to get wary but um, I loved how Robbie came on and started talking and then all of a sudden just started talking about the team has been exploring this DeFi 2.0 and all this stuff. And it was like, whoa, hang up. I, I completely zoned in because I'm like, I really need to get my head across this space. I know there's stuff been going on with Olympus DAO and time and all these things. And I want to understand the mechanics. Is it a Ponzi scheme? Does it really work? And it was so cool to hear that one of our teams is already doing analysis on that and hoping to uh, hopefully building something in the background. So uh, I thought that was that was quite cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think the the highlight of the day was the the first look at the demo um, of the Nexus interface for BTP. Um, and I think that, you know, that got that got a lot of engagement uh, when when we tweeted about it and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that was something that people were pretty excited about. I imagine it's probably uh, I, I think the last time I checked it was and this was like right after it ended. I think there were like three or four thousand views or something like that on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, on your on your YouTube page, and I imagine I imagine it's crept up higher than since then from people who, you know, it was maybe in the middle of the night when it happened, so they had a chance to rewatch it or something like that. Um, so hopefully it hopefully it brought in a 
a, a growing audience as far as artwork concerned, but also potentially as far as uh, Icon is concerned as, as well. Yeah, look, uh, this was interesting. So we had 560 people on at one given time at its peak, but it stayed. They stayed. Um, the view viewership stayed quite high right through. Probably that last hour is where it dropped, but it dropped to 300. And that that's... Um, Considering everyone who listens to this is is really the hardcore community who who wants to know everything about Icon, we've we've attended different AMAs and things, and we see uh, our attendance rates. So this was, in my eyes, a huge success. And and to your point, Iconographer. So by the time the stream ended, we were already close to two thousand views. So people were playing catch up. Um, I think we've topped out at four thousand six hundred, which is very high. And what I've noticed though, as the day went on. If it's a live event, it seems like the views didn't grow as, say, a tutorial or something like that, where it starts off slow and then compounds over time as people start watching it or the protocol's about to launch. Um, so it's very much the live streams are in the moment and within the two days, I've, from what I can see, is where it went from nothing to max viewership to then fizzling out again. But at the end of the day, it was great that to have so many eyes on it um, and, yeah, awesome stuff and and from what i know uh, i've heard everyone in the foundation loved it and they loved the turnout and how the community got behind it my my personal call out was iconographer you know i felt bad there was a lot of questions going on on the side i, I really clicked on to it a bit too late and there was this perception that we were intentionally ignoring um the questions being asked and that was just not the case and um uh, yeah, it was a first time event for all of us, so we're all figuring it out. But um, next time we do this, and I know the foundation are keen to make this kind of a three monthly uh, piece, hopefully. But when we do this, we'll make sure we we have that captured as well, and so that um, everyone's part of that community event. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think the most important uh, piece of news at least leading up as far as this episode is concerned is the fact that uh, it appears that the, you know, the new blockchain works uh, basically as exactly as planned. So there, as far as I've noticed, there haven't been any, any issues or glitches or anything like that. So that's one of the, you know, I think that's the one thing people worry about, or I would certainly worry about when, when, uh, you know, Scott pointed this out, that it was essentially the first time a, a, a one blockchain was completely migrated to a new blockchain. Um, so it's kind of a, a unique precedent as far as blockchain history is concerned. And looks like I got looks like I got done basically without a hitch. So I think that's one of the most important takeaways from this from this whole thing. Yes, so right. I, I can't believe we ignored we'd covered the other stuff and ignored this point. What a huge accomplishment. Right. And everything just went smoothly. I mean in the background they've been releasing small fixes and things. That's probably why I guess we haven't gone for the network proposals stuff to get voted on. But that was to be expected and and kudos to naeem and the devs like they were so active and transparent in their comms and everything going on um it's really been a step up like you can see even the build up the the information yes it may not be flowing into its highest points on twitter and things like that but you can see in discord they're very active and they're communicating and having very open discussions about all kinds of topics but this particular migration flawless well done to the team i think um we could keep we could host another party just discussing their accomplishments <laughs> yep absolutely let's let's dive in off oh, markets i feel like we've we've changed the show format man how are we going with the markets i've got the uh yeah well, obviously, we know it's a bit of an exciting week for as far as Bitcoin is concerned. Um, obviously, hit a new all-time high. I think it got right at 69 or right under 69. 
um, thousand. So that was certainly cool. And we did the standard, uh, you know, the standard thing where Bitcoin moves a whole lot and then the alts just kind of freeze in place. Um, I think it, you know, some alts moved, like especially, you know, Ethereum obviously did pretty well and some of the more, um, some of the other ones closer to the top. Uh, but, you know, whenever, whenever Bitcoin does its thing, it kind of sidelines alts. And I think that, you know, that creates a bit of a panic uh, from, you know, not only ICX community, but other ones as well. Um, and that, you know, we've seen it just play out a thousand times, guys. So uh, that's just that's just how it always is. You know, as as money starts to flow out of Bitcoin into down kind of down the market cap ranking, um, obviously, alts do better. Uh, and so, again, we've seen this play out now just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it always happens in the future. But, you know, I feel pretty comfortable that, you know, I expect similar things to happen. Um, obviously, we had a bit of a pullback uh, within the last 24 hours or so. Um, but you know, nothing too unexpected or too dramatic. I think a lot of us are just hoping, you know, icon's been bouncing in this like $2 to 220 ish range for I don't know, a week or two now. Um, if not more. So I think, uh, we're all just kind of, uh, we're all just want to see, you know, start to see some momentum pick up and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident we will just based on, again, the fact that the market's doing so well. Um, obviously we, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. we made it all the way up to 250. So it's not like, uh, it's, it's a move is unprecedented or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think as more stuff starts to come out about ice, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, and as you know, market momentum continues, I think things will, things will be moving in the right direction and, and people will be pretty happy. Um, of course, not financial advice or anything like that for all I know, you know, so whenever the market corrects, it can sometimes turn very quickly and, you know, as bullish as we are today, we could be you know, significantly more bearish next week if something dramatic happens. But just based on the trend, based on all, all the kind of indicators, uh, whether it's TA, whether it's the on-chain data or whatever, thing, everything else, uh, things are still moving in the right direction, um, both as far as Bitcoin is concerned, but also as the whole market as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I always just focus on on-chainers when we talk markets and, you know, again, leverage, leverage, leverage funding. Um, but we saw that, oh, what was it, that galactic flush happen which is this particular candle which is hilarious on the daily but um i know you know when you focus on a particular time so like four hourly um it looks nice and big and when it's happening you're like holy moly because we had to go from in two candles from sixty-eight thousand all the way down to uh, sixty-two thousand. but then kind of when you go to the daily it's like oh it looks not like nothing but um yeah, you can see, I think 30 million in leverage got flush liquidations. Um, and, and this is where uh, we've always seen it. Once we you go back and you see as the market starts, you see these massive candles where um, basically it's this liquidation flush of funding. And then uh, hopefully it's onwards and upwards. Not financial advice. Uh, On-chain data is still showing, you know, uh, old hands are stacking they're not selling uh there has been a bit of profit taking but um they don't seem too concerned in fact they're the the whole frog thing that i've noticed they've been doing is very strong they're getting new frogs in these memes doing crazy things so <laughs> <laughs> um i'm sure that that relates to something around bullishness i guess um, yeah for sure yeah the, uh, the frog indicator yes yes uh, okay, well, that that's markets. A quick um, hash. What have we got first off the blocks? Ice is that what we're tackling? Uh, yeah. So I, th you know, I think uh, beyond Icon two point this is the one thing that people are, you know, most uh, most anticipating or most excited about, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but basically, uh, the ice. Um, um, 
uh, ICE, ICE Twitter, Twitter account or whatever else uh, you might want to say is uh, basically said that within two weeks, um, we'll get some information on the uh, airdrop and other, other good things like that. Uh, so, you know, it, both it, it sounds like both in terms of the airdrop as well as the um, um, other other information about the about the chain. So obviously that's something we've been hoping for for a little while now, ever since basically the the project got announced. So uh, that's something I think we're that'll be the focus at least of our attention uh, within the community for the next two week two weeks I'd say. Yeah, and and look, uh, one thing I've noticed comments people like oh, but we're expecting news. I think just keep in mind. They had said stuff, there hadn't been any information. So yes, we want news, but at the same time, one of the things the community always says is we just want to stay updated. And I also say that, you know, so it was great to see that the team took on a little bit of that noise, that feedback. And even though the update was just a little longer, at least we got that rather than everyone just because uh, in the chats, these comments, oh, is the snapshot about to be taken? People are panicking. But they haven't released the information yet. It's not. It's. It was clearly not about to transpire. So now we know in two weeks we'll have a bit of a detailed plan of the details and how it's going to work. Again, details and how it's going to work. Not. I don't believe in two weeks they'll say a snapshot is tomorrow. Um, I don't think that's the case. I don't know, uh, but I don't believe that will happen. So, um, thank yeah, you. Here's the here's the exact here's the exact announcement. Just so I have it correctly. Uh, within the next two weeks, we will be outlining the airdrop mechanics for stakeholders and in parentheses, they say ICX holders, developers, exchanges, etc. Snapshot details and opening our first community channels. So um, obviously a lot on the snapshot details uh, yeah. for the airdrop, but also the, the the fact that they're opening up community channels. I think that'll be good to um, start. We can start pushing some energy toward those. And I'm sure, you know, they're opening up because they have stuff, stuff to say and stuff to talk about and questions to answer. Uh, at least presumably, or at least very much, uh, at the very least, get the momentum going uh, for building that. Uh, you know, it'll be a, it, it'll be concurrent to the ICX community, but also, you know, it's a separate chain, so it should theoretically be kind of its own community as well, too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Exciting times. Shouldn't be now. Uh, shouldn't be long till we get more news about ICE. I think. Um, shall we move on? Uh, yes. So uh, one of the other pieces of news that dropped uh, within the last. Uh, uh, basically a new partnership uh, between Icon and uh, RFOX. Uh, and so what RFX, I'm sorry, RFOX, which, which is basically Red Fox Labs, uh, is a um, essentially a, um, a company kind of dedicated to, it's kind of, it's kind of a metaverse play. Um, essentially what it is, I'll just read the description here from the release uh, about RFO, uh, RFOX. Uh, based in Southeast Asia and established in 2018, RFOX is a blockchain metaverse builder. Building in the fastest growing sectors of the internet economy, RFOX builds interoperable companies and applications that are showcased in a virtual world card called the RFOX Vault. RFOX has established ventures in RFOX Games, RFOX Finance, RFOX TV, RFOX Media, uh, and RFOX NFT white label platform. The RFOX ecosystem is powered by its currency token, RFOX and rewards users through its BFOX rewards token. Um, so hopefully I get a drink every time I say uh, RFOX. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so basically, uh, as it details, uh, Icon will have a designated gallery and office space open to the community where people can, within the uh, RFOX vault, where people can learn more about the project and create new social connections in a virtual reality environment. So 
very, you know, certainly sounds very metaverse. Um, I haven't played around with the, you know, I haven't seen really necessarily directly the RFOX model or system yet, just because it's still so new. Uh, but nonetheless, it's nice to see Icon making a bit of an entry into that space. Um, and obviously, this will be something that'll be, you know, kind of built out over time and get more advanced and all the other good stuff. But uh, nonetheless, so it's a little bit, um, a little bit short on the details, at least at the moment. Um, but I think having that uh, conjunction and being able to start you know, start the ball rolling on, on this part of the space uh, is certainly a good thing for Icon, and I'm glad they're um, being participants in it. Yep. Uh, I'm very excited by this. Uh, what's so cool about this entire um, partnership is, you know, we have someone in the community who works in this space that has got in contact with key people and put forces together and and this is like a little side success story that people don't may not realize but this has actually happened and in one of the other releases they they call out the company and and the individual who did it so full credit to him to really um pulling everyone in a room uh finding potential in red fox and and red fox is you know this is not uh, they've been doing all kinds of ventures so and as i can graph a red out you know um they have a whole suite of products uh, what's even better is we're going to have the CEO, Ben, on the show next week. So in the evening, uh, we'll catch up with him and then I'll, we'll edit it and get it out to everyone. So I'm very excited for him to introduce Red Fox Labs, everything they've done, what they're going to bring in the meta metaverse, what is their play there, and why they think it is the future and it's going to go gangbusters. And, and I've heard a few interviews before because I've followed um, Red Fox, a few of my friends are invested in it and I'm very excited about it. So I did a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of uh, digging myself and I am very excited. But one thing I wanted to open up and make everyone see with this, what this partnership means, like in the metaverse, they're going to be these storefronts and Icon's one of them, but you can think of Reebok, of various brands maybe being in there. Now you can also think other chains will have, want to be in there um, because they'll have a shop and in the in their shop they can walk in and you can see all the dApps on display and things like that. It's that kind of a virtual world. Now, what Icon brings to the table is not just displaying a shop front. In the background, we've kind of got BTP and you can see... Even in this comps, I've got on the page, they mentioned BTP, but there's so many possibilities here. Like uh, currently the different crypto ecosystems that connect would have to, you know, integrate their wallets, their tokens and things like that. But can you imagine with Icon there, they can present an option. Well, you just use everything through BTP in the metaverse and uh, just I'll just leave that there. Like I'm sure there's a lot more to it to get hashed out, but from an integration standpoint, it is just another aspect that makes BTP more valuable and enticing when you think of it from token transfers to entering the metaverse as a one-click integration point of view if you're connected to BTP. Boom. Um, so the, this is one component, and there's so many more. But but this is why I made that tweet. Infinite possibilities. Really, what it brings for to Icon is fantastic, and um, I hope we can explore a little bit of that with um, Ben on when we have him on. Uh, but at the same time, I feel it will be a great intro just to learn deep dive into Red Fox Labs and what um, the metaverse is going to be all about when he's on the show. I think I'll stop there. I can graph. I didn't even tell you this pre-show chat. So, um, but yeah, you can see how excited I am by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm as I'm not as versed on, 
I guess, no pun intended, not as versed on metaverse as far as how that's all going to look. I mean, I know some details of it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you were able to put together a more, uh, you know, tangible vision as far as kind of what that would potentially look like. So certainly very cool. And um, we'll obviously look forward to that interview to get more, even more information on that. Um, hopefully our listeners will as well. Um, so uh, next piece of news. Uh, in a few weeks, IISS 3.1 will be activated on the upgraded mainnet. Uh, this solves the nothing at stake problem of ICON 1.0. Peer ups that do not abide by network rules will be penalized by losing ICX. So, you know, under the under the current system, if a peer up um, acted maliciously, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot that could be necessarily done um, in order to um, kind of dis- disincentivize that. Uh, you know, obviously, if they got kicked off or something like that, they lose their rewards and their votes and everything like that. But if they were, say, you know, say that happened, you know, say there was a P rep who was out there and just decided to, like, start uh, acting maliciously and, like, you know, flooding icon and stuff like that, that, you know, okay, the other P reps could vote them out for something really egregious. But then, if, especially if they're a large holder of ICX, they could just simply open, you know, fire up a new P rep node self-stake and then be just back in back in the game and it would just be kind of a -a whack-a-mole situation now under the new system um thanks to the bond that's in place that you know ic uh, the p reps have to basically post a bond in order to to receive rewards and if they don't post the full bond they only receive a percentage uh, of the rewards and what this bond does is kind of creates a nice incentive system because there's a there's a number of different penalties that can happen um, so, you know, I'm just reading a sample of them here. You know, if there's a uh, if there's a validation failure penalty, so if P reps can get the penalty when they fail to validate blocks successively for 660 blocks, which is, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot of blocks, but that's really not that long. I think that's what, like an hour or something like that. Maybe less than, I'm trying to do the math there, but nonetheless, uh, our block time is very quick. Um, so I don't even know, I think even an hour is probably uh, pretty long uh, estimate on my end, but nonetheless, uh, essentially, you know, the, there's only a, a, a turn skip there, so that's not a big, not big of a deal. However, if they uh, more habitually, uh, there's a chance that they have a slash of 10% of their bond. So obviously, you know, say they're a P rep that has to post a bond of I don't know 100,000 ICX. You know, if they if they don't operate their node correctly for a given amount of time and it goes down, um, which would obviously be bad for the network. Uh, they'll see 10,000 ICX just slashed entirely. Um, and meanwhile, there's a P-Rep disqualification penalty. So if there's a P-Rep disqualification proposal that passes and disqualifies one, uh, A, they get disqualified as P-Rep, but also they get 100% of their bond slashed. So obviously all their money would be gone. So this would solve the problem I just kind of outlined earlier where they could just spring up a new node and self-delegate uh, because in this case, again, if they've got that 100K bond delegated, they lose uh, 100K uh icx and obviously they're no longer peer up anymore so it strengthens uh, it strengthens some of the incentives for, for you know acting against acting maliciously and things like that uh so that's certainly a good thing among uh iiss 3.1 has um there's obviously a lot of changes to the uh, inflation model and things like that um but i know fez is uh rearing it rearing up to talk about oh i am also oh, controlling myself i think um first things though let, let's um as you covered so this is quite cool because uh, you know at the moment there's there's nothing in place so while we've talked about uh, the slashing and the bond uh, let's touch on the one of the big changes that is coming with iiss 3.1 where p reps actually have to have a bond in place up to five percent and the way it will work now i'm not going to talk exact figures but 
so say right now a Binance node, right? Um, for them to earn their rewards, the, the maximum rewards based on their votes, whatever votes they have, they have to put a bond, lock up ICX up to 5%. When they're 5% of their total votes, they'll get their max rewards that that node can earn. So all the P reps are in this situation. Um, so it's in the past, this wasn't the case. You could spin up a node and if you, you self-delegate and then start getting votes, all of a sudden you're earning block rewards. Okay, so this is a big change and this is probably where even in the Iron Icon chat, you're probably hearing I'm being quite vocal. P reps are putting in their viewpoints and, and they have strong views, which is rightfully and valid. Uh, but this this bond is is a big deal and it's great it's it's kind of that that perception we have that our p-reps are you know not doing or whatnot this bond now solidifies that they need they have stake in the game and then the slashing and all the things i can just mentioned compounds that well they they need to do their job and behave correctly otherwise their consequences so enough about that, but just as long as you knew what the bond was about. Um, so potentially, uh, again, to recap that scenario, if I ran a node and I got 20 million votes and I did not put on a, any bond, I wouldn't earn any rewards as a block producer. Isn't that correct, I can graph it. That's basically the grunt of it. Yep, pretty yeah. much. Cool. So uh, I'm not going to focus on what we have currently. What I'm going to say is what we're moving to. So this is a great spreadsheet that is available to everyone for you to play with. Um, but uh, based on the numbers here, you can see that when 3.1 comes in, we're close to 4% inflation. So we're looking at 3 million ICX a month. That That is inflation. <laughs> um, what that means is, so this is where, this is what, uh, it pays for different components. So uh, at the moment, it was basically block producers and voters. But what we're going to see happen is this gets split up like this. And you can see, so off that 3 million, 13% will now go to block producers. So assuming um, that that's around 390,000 ICX a month um, going to block producers and i'll say pref but let's say block producers um relays now this hasn't been worked through because it at the moment there's no relays but once btp launches i'm guessing there'll be some kind of proposal to reallocate here and it'll have to come from somewhere um the next piece is cps so what we do know is the prep rewards from what they are at the moment they're pretty much halving this 30 percent, 13 percent is uh, if you look from now to when this would come into effect it's almost half for the prep's as block producers why because a lot of those are getting routed into cps so we can see off the monthly inflation, 3 million, 10% of it, which is 300,000, will be hitting CPS. Um, now, this is cool, right? It's not, again, I keep calling this out. Once this happens, I, I believe this should be block by block, shouldn't it, Iconographer? Because um, at the moment, the block producers and stuff, all their fees and things would happen block by block as they're earning. So CPS should also get topped up because automatically inflation will get redirected into the right spots. Um, don't quote us on this, but I'm assuming that that should be the case. Uh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, good, good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> voters, now this is a big one. So off that inflation, you can see that 77% over 2 million IC, ICX is going to us voters. Okay, now, and this is where that argument now, if you were in the Iron Icon chat, you probably saw people like questioning, well, 
and we've seen P reps actually put this up. Should we be having a serious conversation that is 77% uh, high? Uh, like when you put it in the scheme of things, you know, the, the rate you, the real yield you earn drops based on the amount of net uh, P network that's been voted ICX at stake. But overall, this is what you see happening. And I wanted to paint that picture. Where do I stand? That's not the point of this. I think when you're armed with the information to understand this is where inflation is going. Now, keep in mind, right, ICON and ICX is designed to be deflationary in nature. When, in the current environment, we have enough transactions to pay for those fees. So what we're saying is, say our ICON chain was just insane activity where all the transactions were generating more than what you're seeing here automatically there wouldn't be any inflation because that transaction fees would just direct to all these areas and then after that any extra would just get burnt so there would be no new supply minted but until and then obviously we've touched on how btp and everything else comes in now with the beauty of icon 2.0 and iiss 3.1 you know there's so many other mechanics at play but yeah, I feel like as voters, the serious question needs to be asked, well, what phase are we at? Are we at a phase where we should be still um, earning this insane yield based on that inflation is being paid, used to pay for? Or should sacrifices be made in the voter front to redirect more, not to PREP? Sorry, I don't agree with that. I think more should go into CPS so that we can um, be a little bit fiercer with our spending marketing we can set up DAOs. we can we can literally create launch pads if there was more inflation routing there just my thoughts iconographer what do you think uh yeah i mean i think that between both the btp auction system and the inflation so i think getting it i think it'll be interesting to kind of watch it play out in terms of you know how a how quickly does it get topped up right if it takes a long time then you know yeah the the boot gearing it more toward you know making sure it gets it gets topped up uh as kind of uh, initially and then quickly as as and then as often as possible um that would be good but at a certain point you know it's going to hit uh, a million and it might not necessarily take a whole lot uh, on the regular to kind of make sure it just stays around that point so i think we'll have to you know i think i i think uh you're correct on that kind of overall assessment but i think it's something that needs to be you know it will likely be tinkered with and kind of uh mm. kept kept an eye on not just that, but also all the other, you know, inflation metrics too. Um, and just making sure that the incentives are still where they belong. And if, you know, there's like, say there's like a huge drop off in, in um, people who are staking ICX because, you know, they feel the rewards, uh, they're, they're not as happy about the rewards. Then obviously that's not great for the network. So it might be a matter of, you know, adjusting those and things like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, you know, there's so many other ways it used to be, you know, when they first launched staking, it was basically the only way to mm -hmm. make passive income on icon. Um, now there's so many other ways between, you know, the DeFi stuff, you know, sharing revenue yeah. from various platforms, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, future ICX or, um, or I'm sorry, Epix or, um, uh, craft or other things like that. Obviously that's not crafts hasn't launched theirs yet, but stuff stuff's out there to make plenty of passive income. You know, there's tap and icon bet. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and again, obviously the DeFi is where there's the obvious thing too. So I think the, I think the staking yield won't be as big of a deal as it was in the past. Um, but anyway, it's, it's something that, you know, this will be a starting point and something that will be adjusted based on how we, you know, how we need to adjust things. Totally. And I, I mean, this is how it's going. What you're seeing, the figures, is what is being proposed to get voted in. Post that, there'll be tweaks. I threw my own spin on it. 
terrible of me. I'm not trying to influence anything here. Um, but I, I think one good call out, Ikengrafa, you've made as well, is I, I feel very strongly at where we're at in Icon and what do we need that is important to us. Uh, I've, we've always talked about until we hit Icon 2.0, we're stuck with stuck in a rock and a hard place. Now we're not. So now what do we want to enable very quickly? Uh, and I feel we should all be open-minded like that. And one of the other things with these voting rewards, like there's things, narratives at play here that even if we say redirect some inflation on that, we can uh, redirect that and create launch pads with the onus on the teams that are building there to have a percentage of their protocols tokens, like these airdrips, actually dedicated in their white paper to um, stakers. Uh, this is something that happens in other ecosystems, and that forms part of your yield because automatically by staking, you're getting some of these protocols that are building out on your chain, um, go governance tokens drop to you just by staking. Um, so there's other ways to counter it where we can encourage building and still have your core stakers getting multiple assets, diversifying their portfolios without even realizing all by just voting and staking so uh, I feel these are the discussions we should be kicking off in, in our communities, in the discords and things like that to go, hey, um, is does this have any merit? Anyway, I'll leave it there. Otherwise, I can go on and on. I can grab if you wanted to close off this conversation, please feel free to. Otherwise, we'll move on. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that as your closing. So, uh, <laughs> Done. We'll, we'll move on to. So uh, this is kind of a cool thing. Um, I don't know what the genesis of this was. Uh, but basically, uh, Digital Dave and Foundry Box Media, who are both pretty, um, I think, pretty well-known figures in the Icon community, um, they basically started kind of a, their own little marketing campaign, marketing fund, uh, that sort of thing. Um, kind of just playing around with some ideas and things like that. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, Foundry Box posted was just kind of a, they did an, a, like an initial um, Twitter promotion uh, process just to kind of see um how it would go and things like that um and so they you know for not that much money um i think i'm trying to see what it was uh so for like 30 you know they spent like 30 bucks i think just as a trial run and got like 60 600 impressions on just kind of an icon twitter thing so nothing you know not a huge deal whatsoever but i think they were just trying to make sure that there was a uh a use case there and so it's something I, I anticipate they'll continue to evolve on i saw others started to kind of give some money um so it's almost it's like little own little kind of uh unofficial dow to a certain extent so um very cool initiative on their part interested to kind of watch that grow and i imagine uh we'll see more participation from the community to kind of help fund you know straight up uh paid promotional materials on, on various social media channels at least at least on twitter to start out with so um hopefully you caught that um if not just certainly something to keep an eye on and and if you have some extra extra icx laying around and you're big on um doing what you can to help uh, icx with marketing um that's certainly not a bad idea to toss it their way yeah look th this is quite cool and i, I want to cover off a couple of things here so um we had uh, foundry um box media who who did kick this off and then digital dave kicked off uh, something on the side as well because obviously he has a ton of content and it's cool to get it out there and what happened was they just joined forces and then we've seen oh, an icon donated i mean a small amount 50 icx but we got behind the cause iconist got behind the cause and we saw nblaze just throw 500 icx down now um 
one thing in the background i've been working with the foundation going this is great they agree in while nothing has been communicated they've actually lent out jen who's been doing these amazing graphics i think i can graph you've made a comment about that um she's yeah. on hand to help them when they do making posts she'll actually design stuff if they need it in the background to aid them in this endeavor and the the foundation's listening basically what is what they're trying to say and they're they're taking on feedback they're outputting the information communities are asking for and we should keep seeing that ramp up so please don't see that these iconists and everyone's paying out of their own pocket i, I don't believe that's the narrative here what what i have seen is um uh, Foundry, Box Media, and Digital Dave, who are fantastic at breaking down information that comes from the foundation into re easy to read um, tweets, uh, have banded together, and the community is supporting them to get the information out there. And um, we will see now the foundation back this up as well. I personally believe that, and um, it should come to light. So um, stay strong there, and kudos to the guys for banding, putting this together, and just the way the community this is the stuff that should be happening you know not when marketing let's get this this is how the um chain link armies and stuff were formed this is basically what's happening right now we can see this finally happening in um icon so uh, yeah i love it i actually have been on the phone with digital dave chatting to him about this i'm so excited about it ah i can graph it like seriously any moment now i'm gonna get an email saying you're fired from your day job <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah no this is fantastic Absolutely. Um, so we'll move on to our uh, balance section, and this one's a bit a uh, bit meaty this month because we did, or this I'm sorry this week because we did get the um, the roadmap update uh, from the balanced uh, official blog. Uh, so th as always, there's like a lot in there, um, some big stuff, some smaller stuff. So uh, kind of our standard uh, disclaimers: we encourage you to go read it in full if you want to get the full deep dive. Uh, we, for podcast sake and for time sake, we just want to pull out a couple big, uh, big chunks here. I think is the the stuff that's the most consequential. So uh, they point out that in month of October, uh, they've completed the transaction routing, they've completed the network fee adjustments that are outlined in BIP six, and they've reached the final stages of testing for continuous rewards. So just to reiterate what those are, the transaction routing is essentially, you know, say you're trying to trade a pair um, that doesn't have a direct like liquidity pool for it um so i'm trying to think of an example off like so maybe uh maybe icx so not sicx but icx for ohm right say you want to make say you see how many staked icx you just want to trade icx for ohm rather than you have to manually go okay icx to sicx and sicx to ohm what it'll instead do is kind of in the background it'll just make that trade directly so you only have to you know you basically have to only click once on or approve the transaction once saying make this trade um and it'll show with details saying, hey, here's how it's going to get routed. Obviously, if it makes two trades, it's going to cost a little bit more and there might be a little more slippage, uh, but you'd have to deal with that anyway, making that trade manually. So it just makes things a little bit easier um, and a little bit quicker. And I've seen this uh, I've seen this deployed on other um, decentralized exchanges and it works really well. Uh, and I saw a little screenshot. Uh, I think Scott posted it, kind of just showing a little preview of what it looks like. Um, it might be on the, um, I'm not sure if it's on the blog or if it's I've on got it. I've like got it. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah I literally got the example where, and this is cool, ICX to BNUSD, you know, it shows the routing. And what I can graph you mentioned, one thing is this, each of these are separate transactions. It's just happening in the background. So you would probably notice instead of two seconds, this may take close to six seconds, which is still nothing. Uh, but right. in the background, this, these swaps are happening and it just makes it uh, 
beautiful yeah um yep, yep. i think you're going to save a lot of time arbing now you don't need to keep checking every single <laughs> pair <laughs> well yeah and it makes it easy it, it, it creates a bit more um you know it kind of does the math for you as far as saying like what is the actual you know what is what is the price say but what you what will you actually receive when it takes into account the fees and the potential slippage as well so yep. that'll certainly make things um make things easier um, and then the other one was so the uh, network fee adjustment this is the process where uh, rather than, you know, right now when the network fees get paid out, they get paid out in like eight different currencies or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, so instead of that, it, it will instead uh, just denominate them in uh, BALN, uh, SICX, and I believe BNUSD. Um, so anything anything that's not one of those three will be basically converted into BALN, which uh, A, makes things a little bit easier. Um, so that way you don't, you know, like sometimes I'll get like literally just pennies of, of USDT or something like that, which, um, you know, is, is nice, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind it if that just automatically got put into BALN or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that'll, that'll be nice. Um, and I think it sounds like it also eases things up on the, on the infrastructure side of things, as far as the backend is concerned. So that's obviously good as well. Um, uh, and just makes a bit of a cleaner process. So, and obviously, oh, and finally it's potentially adds some, um, buy support, some buy pressure onto BALN. Um, that would be the, the theory at least uh you know at the end of the day if people still end up selling their bal and it doesn't matter as much but nonetheless they'll be kind of a default you know every every uh every day there'll be a default kind of mechanism for doing that um did you have anything to add on that bullet no no uh, excited about this one yeah and then uh the last one is the continuous rewards and this is like kind of what ohm does where rather than um only being able to claim BALN every 24 hours, uh, it instead uh, compiles, I think, block by block. So, you know, right, for you can go claim your own rewards, you know, 50 times a day if you want to. Um, and so I think that's a nice thing because, again, people don't always necessarily want to have to wait 24 hours or, you know, they like to watch their rewards kind of stack up in real time or whatever else it might be. So um, certainly nice to see those. So, it, yeah, it said they completed um those it says these three features are all major upgrades so we'll be staggering their deployments to mainnet over the next two weeks we'll post an announcement for each upgrade on twitter as they happen so i think this is basically you know because they are so significant they want to do them kind of one at a time and that way that if there's any issues or little hiccups or anything like that they can kind of fix you know fix one and, and focus on that rather than if they deploy all three at once then they're kind of you know have to deal with all three so uh just from a, a practicality standpoint it makes sense to kind of stagger them um, also, it you know draws a little more attention and excitement to kind of stagger those upgrades uh, over time, rather than again just dump them all out at once. So, um, help helps helps build a little more little more hype and excitement behind the platform, and that's always a good thing. So, um, certainly excited about all those. Yeah, and this the only big thing here uh, is you know we'll go the ohm style, so they add liquidity, and then you'll have to stake the LP um, on on balanced. Uh, so that that will be a small change, but continuous rewards is totally worth it <laughs> for that um then oh one thing uh, i thought this was cool we can see they've given us a sneak peek of custom liquidity pools um i've been very vocal about this i want to see this happen uh, you know trying to load getting told oh you can do it at smart contract level yeah that ain't gonna work i'm i, I don't have that skill set um the biggest platforms of amms have this by default it's what made them so popular so it's great to see that attention has been thrown to this to get it um out the gates then um the other thing and just, I, and just yes. for those for those who might be listening or might not have, uh who might not be able to see basically what it is is you know for for most you know for like uniswap for example someone you know someone launches a token and within you know as long as they have the liquidity to provide 
you know, they can create a pool on their own within minutes um, and people are able to trade against it. So obviously very convenient if you're, you know, someone who, who created a token and, and wants to provide a liquidity or if you have a bunch of a token or whatever else it might be. And also it makes it, you know, provides basically instant liquidity for a potential token. Um, you know, obviously the, there are downsides with it. You know, this is kind of how it is that someone will make kind of a mm-hmm. scammy token, provide a bunch of liquidity. You know, people go buy it on hype and then they pull all the liquidity and kind of just keep the uh, keep the other side of the pair. Mm-hmm. So it, it's got good sides and downsides as long as you manage it correctly. And if you're not, you know, as long as you're not aping into some random new token that appeared out of nowhere, uh, it, it should be overall positive. But nonetheless, just wanted to point that out and, and just clarify what exactly that upgrade was. Now, now, Iron Icon isn't just some random token, man. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, look, and, and one other thing. So, look, I, I'm very vocal about this. I f- still feel ex- very strongly about the whole rebalancing aspects. I understand why it's needed. I get it. It has. It's a core part of the way the protocol functions. Um, there's constantly ongoing conversations and suggestions because we know people are feeling the impact. We know it's impacting... Um, uh, views like I personally don't want to borrow anymore because I keep seeing it disappear and I have to manage it closely. Uh, one of the things is this rebalancing hedge strategy. So they're doing a bit of work to um, make this very clear and educate everyone on how you can hedge against it. There are ups and downs as well. You can hedge against it, but it doesn't hedge you against um, impermanent loss and things like that. Overall, I think awesome the team is taking the time to educate and raise awareness around this because it is a rude awakening um if if you don't realize even though there's plenty of information in the white paper about it um is it my personal view i I just i always come back to i don't see someone putting btc up if they're going to get rebalanced um uh, yeah let's see over time what what transpires i really i was hoping that something could be done in terms of I don't really know, but uh, yeah, not, not, um, yeah, uh, I'm a loss of words. I, I don't have a solution, I guess. It's more, um, I don't feel like this has mass market appeal. I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Um, I know Scott's put together some other proposals, which I kind of liked. I liked the fund he created, the rebalancing fund. Um, I really like that idea, especially at the start, because, uh, I come back to if BNUSD is adopted and we have a ton more collateral and users, I, I do feel then the rebalancing component will be less felt. You know, it should be um, the couple of cents versus the couple of dollars happening eight times in a row to the s- small amount of users currently in the ecosystem. So, um, and there's more at play here, but yeah, just, just, it's good to see more information flowing out and it, hopefully they give some prompts and things like that to make it easy for us to figure what 1% of the total BN USD supply is rather than having to go hunting for this information um, in order to place hedging your bets, etc. Yeah, and I think you know, I think there's a solution out there. Um, it's just a matter of finding it. So you know, that'll that'll be its own process. But I have, I am, I'm optimistic that's something that'll make most people uh, pretty happy. Will eventually get implemented. You know, whether that's tomorrow or a little bit more further down the line, that remains to be seen. Yeah. And what exactly it looks like remains to be seen. But nonetheless, I think there's um, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of been obviously a lot of thinking on it too. Yeah. Um, so you and know, I'm I'm optimistic on on that front. Me too. And look, and this is where while I may be critical, I I, I always call this out 
to me, Balanced is a very innovative platform. Um, yes, Ohm, I get UI, but uh, in my eyes, Ohm is an innovative. Um, in my eyes, Balanced, like when I heard of Balanced and when I knew what Scott and team were making, it got me excited. And I still am excited about that. Um, you know, and I really feel that whole the minting assets backed to mint BNUSD, we haven't seen it come to ultimate fruition where, you know, we're minting all kinds of assets um, with ICX and other decentralized um, assets used to back whatever future we can mint. So, you know, yes, it is world-class leading, uh, really excited and cannot wait for these little pieces to kind of get resolved for mass market adoption that gets built on top of it in the future. What do, what do we have next, Icon Uh So we'll move on to Ohm. Um, so I want to point out there's a there's a discussion that posted got posted regarding adding uh, Ohm and BALN as um, markets. So basically, you know, if you're sitting on a bunch of BALN or a bunch of Ohm, uh, being able to uh, lend that out and earn interest on that. You know, obviously in this case you'd be sec you'd be making a trade off between okay, do I want to you know for if I stake my BALN, I get the fees from the network. Um, whereas if I lend it out, you know, I can get the interest and the OM rewards from it. Um, and depending on, you know, like in some case right now, BNUSD, I believe, uh, it, um, uh, I'm sorry, the for so there'll be there'll be a decision that people would have to make between whether or not they want to, you know, basically earn the rewards from the system or to um, lend it out. And so now this is just in the discussion phase. As far as I could tell, there wasn't like a, you know, there hasn't been a vote yet or anything like that, but I think it's just something cool. It provides a, a bit more options for people who are holding those tokens and maybe want to, um, you know, take out funds against them or something like that. Um, I won't, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say with BNUSD, I believe you can't at this point use it to like take out, um, you know, collateral again. Like, you can't use it to, to borrow um, SCX or anything like that, if I recall correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. So there are limitations that can be put on these things. You know, one of the things I got to point out is, you know, if you can borrow OM, you can effectively, you know, and it, it enables the shorting of that own protocol's token. Um, and there was some kind of uh, controversy, probably isn't the right word, but there's there's kind of a, a, a someone point, you know, people point out that that's not necessarily in the long term interest of, or in the, or in the short term interest necessarily of the protocol that people can, you know, borrow it, uh, sell it, and then buy back lower. That's what's essentially what shorting is. Um, and so there's some discussion around that as well. Scott had some good points on that. So nonetheless, if this is something you're interested, I, I encourage you to check out the thread. Um, and then also they are OMM also released their roadmap update. Um, basically they've, uh, kind of built out a, or in the process, either have completed or in the process of completing a, you know, custom blog. So similar to what, um, balances had, uh, just a good way to kind of interface with the community in a more effective way and, and you know obviously built up the seo traffic uh, and other benefits as well um, they're also under you know they discussed the preparation for the ice airdrop uh, you know as as you recall they shut off the um, rewards for any sicx that was borrowed uh, as well as significantly increase the interest rate to 120 percent uh, in order to um, significantly reduce the amount of money that was being borrowed. I don't know. I haven't checked in a little while to check if there's any how much is in there still, um, but it was certainly it certainly had had dropped off a very high amount based on kind of what it started at before this was implemented. Um, and then uh, there was also they also mentioned the fact that there's a market for BNUSD, which I just kind of alluded to, and I think everyone's probably pretty familiar with by now. I'll, I'll, so those were kind of the three 
things. Um, they said for uh, during November, our focus is to, so they want to complete dark mode, um, which I know some people have asked about. Uh, they want to create contribution and brand guides for the community. They want to begin publishing regular content on their own blog, uh, publish a how it works page for the website, and also hope to see more community discussions around uh, the assets that should be added to Ohm, um, what should be done with the protocol fees, and whether boosted BALN model makes sense for Ohm. So obviously, which assets should be added to Ohm? I, again, kind of alluded to that just now. Like right now, there's a discussion about adding Ohm and BALN as assets on there. Um, and then also, you know, right now, Obviously, Balanced has pays out the protocol fees to token holders. Um, Ohm at this point in time does not, uh, but they want to potentially start that discussion saying, is this something that we should do um, with the funds that the, the protocol earns? And then so, uh, you know, BALN has a model that's being built uh, that allows you to lock the token uh, in order to earn more rewards from the system. So the longer you lock it, the more rewards boost you get. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, um, and I'm sure you'll hear about it more in the future. Uh, so the the debate is whether Ohm should potentially carry, uh, you know, have a similar model uh, to that in order to kind of incentivize locking up tokens for the longer term in order to kind of get more uh, out of out of basically increase the power of whatever the tokens do. So obviously with BALN, the main part of that is uh, earning network fees, um, and potentially could be the same for Ohm. So nonetheless, it looks like um, there's a lot of a uh, lot on the horizon. Um, as far as Ohm's concerned, as far, in terms of information that's out there, but also some significant changes uh, to, you know, again, adding out protocol fees and potentially adding in a boosting model um, with the token locking mechanism. You know, those are all three three pretty big pretty big things for the future. And so hopefully uh, hopefully Ohm holders will have a uh, strong conversation and, and be engaged in those discussions moving forward. Yeah, look, uh, perfect summary. I think one point, at the end over here it says ohm is a dao and i think it's a reminder get in there arush is in there a chart taking the lead as a monk and trying to coordinate things he's very keen on using some of the dao funds to kick off promotions just things related to ohm i am um, i i have been in some conversations at times it steers well we can use cps i get very vocal going you have your dao you have your funds start spending it to to aid the protocol so um i'd love to see that if you feel like you want to get involved just jump in discord and tag Arush. he will respond he loves it he is waiting for community members to actively take the lead and ask questions and start doing stuff together so just a shout out there to him um i can graph the only one call out i wanted to make like with you know new assets are going to get added that's fine uh, and yes uh, i i haven't gone into the ins and outs of what you know what you mentioned around uh, borrowing and certain assets against it and they could short it I, I don't i don't i'm not well versed with that only call out here is i think i have a strong view and think it's ridiculous that we are amending rewards to um uh, for this to get omen balance on the platforms uh, i don't we don't need to especially on this uh, other assets will just come if if it will be great to actually see what the natural rate of people wanting to create their own strategies to profit via uh, the own protocol rather than just having to throw the liquidity on there for rewards otherwise every time what we add assets are we going to keep splitting our rewards constantly that's what's happening with balanced but that's different with the amm i get over here yeah add these tokens and just let it be i don't know 
have I is there a reason we're throwing liquidity rewards at it that, in terms you know? of the like paying out ohm yeah uh not that I can think of off the top of my head I'm trying to remember if there was a discussion about this in the past that I might be overlooking or yeah. uh, I'll fly here um what what there's been but I think you yeah I think you bring up a good point you know there's already incentive with the um with the actual interest that you earn yep. um, from, you know, from loaning them out and things like that. I mean, I think it also, it potentially makes sense that maybe on the, you know, if, if you need more on the supply side um, in order to counteract the demand or something like that, there could be an argument for that. Um, but ultimately um, I see, I certainly see where you're coming from. Yeah. Sorry, my, my dog's gone off, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look. Uh, do you disagree, agree or disagree with Clearly, he does not want rewards to be given to those pairs. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not against it. I just, you know, uh, for example, sometimes uh, we're just getting stuck. And I hear at times, often people like, well, we need to incentivize. And I, I straight away go, why is the brain shifting to that? And the money market is a great example. Compound doesn't incentivize all the pairs. Aave doesn't incentivize all the pairs, but we still have the pairs listed. And you can tell some of them have literally zero interest and in thing because no one has thought of any opportunities or ways to use it to create actual demand for it. Uh, and that's fine. As long as there's options, it will start to evolve. Anyway, I don't want to go into a Fez rant, but that's all. Otherwise, um, kudos, getting the proposals, the discussions, that this is the stuff that should be happening. Okay, what do we got next? So just a couple little miscellaneous things. Uh, one of them is uh, Protocol 7, which is one of the newer P-Reps. Uh, they worked on, um, I think it was Ohm. Uh, hopefully I got yes. that right. Uh, basically, they are looking for score developers to help build new products for Icon 2.0. Um, so obviously they have kind of their own team, but they're looking to expand um, because obviously they have some ambitions there. So I guess a this is partly to say, hey, if you're uh, if you're a score developer looking for um, looking for opportunity, um, uh, you know, nice to see someone a, a, a somewhat relative newcomer on the scene uh, already kind of jumping in and looking forward to building things out rather than just kind of you know being being complacent and, and sticking in their own little bubble. So um, certainly nice to see. I just wanted to highlight that uh, kind of briefly. Yep. Do you have anything to add on that? No, no, this is, this is remember Robbie on launch party dropping that. Um, I know we say Icon 2.0, he's put in the tweet, but uh, dropping the DeFi 2.0 exploring. So he they've been very much probably in the back working on Ohm and early contributors, but it's great, as you said, they come out in front. I know we have a few devs that listen to the show. YJ is one of them that comes to mind. If you're listening, hit them up. Great place to get started. Uh, has, you know, well, if they've been involved in Ohm, they know the inner workings of uh, Icon DeFi. So, yeah, it's a great fit. An update on GangstaBet. Uh, so they posted on their Twitter um, a bit of a, uh, or a screenshot, basically, of the new activity page. Uh, on the Gangstabet website, so basically, you know, lists out all the different. Um, so it shows it shows latest listed, sold, skill upgrade, and name change. A wonderful place to see the latest activities in the Gangstabet collectible universe. I just read that from their tweet. Uh, so obviously, a nice little upgrade there. Just kind of see, hey, like what's kind of going on. Get a quick sense of you know what, how much how much activity is going on the buying and selling. Who's upgrading? All that other good stuff. Uh, so just kind of a nice little um, uh, upgrade there uh, to that um you know to that to that website 
And then another piece of news, I don't think we've covered this since no. uh, the last news episode, uh, but basically they have applied as a P-Rep, um, so already at 4.3 million um, ICX vote. Uh, so they're at number 26. I think they actually, this is from their tweet, but I think they actually just climbed into the top 22. Um, I believe I saw that a little bit earlier. So they're now one of the main uh, P-Reps. Uh, they have a um, token, the GG token, which is different than um, GBET. Uh, so just another incentive for for their voters. Um, so just wanted to highlight that and just say they're kind of ramping up. You know, they're they're clearly uh, aiming to be a uh, strong part of the community moving forward. So certainly nice to see that commitment and that um, longer term vision as far as that project is concerned. Yeah, and look, this is I was actually trying to chase down the exact details because um, they they've done something cool here. The GBET, we know what GBETC is for to upgrade the gangsters. Um, GG is now a governance token they're spinning off to help with governance decisions. Um, however, the the PREP, the reason they become a PREP is uh, they're going to use the rewards for liquidity. Um, in what context? The exact details I haven't gotten across and I was hoping to to have for the show but i think i can graph will take this away and um uh, hassle the guys and get the exact details many of the community may already know but i believe they're going to use their p rep rewards in a way of bootstrapping liquidity um for the pairs on balanced uh, i'm kind of just piecing some stuff i've read together which is quite cool and that's a innovative way like at the end of the day they want to um make sure the project is supported and lives a long prosperous life and, and they're doing uh, like uh, this is another tweak in the p rep model that they've implemented so um it's cool and it's good to see them rising rising up yep absolutely what else we got nothing i i think the only other call out was um flag flag um is uh the mouse belt uh so you know they've reimagined so these are monthly conferences they've got another one kicking off um and there's a big blog post about it so but that's all uh it's it's cool they have quite a lot of different people on which is which is cool so if if you didn't know there's one coming up again so make sure what date have we got the 17th here we go launch date on the 17th of november and um, they have all kinds of guests dropping in so and it's full free pass it's free people free so definitely um lock it in your calendars if you want to listen to some of the latest and greatest news not just around the icon ecosystem they've got um look at this the ceo of ftx shapeshift oh god they, they got all big hitters coming on we've got to step up our game yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> cool i think that's that's the news from my end as well um yeah, i think that pretty much covers it cool well as always not financial advice everyone do your own research make your own decisions we're just two guys that are pulling together the information thanks to donny at the in the back who pulls everything together for us and um we're giving you the news so you just have that one place to go rather than hunting and twitter and medium and all the different um, avenues to get news these days so keep that in mind and as always thank you for listening share like really like it um in the future i think i'm gonna kick off some conversations i can graph are you hearing this first even though i should have spoken to you about it we, i'm gonna try and separate um iron icon 
uh, in from the YouTube portion, have a separate YouTube channel just for it. So then we can kind of market it and push it out there as we start to see more BTP and connected um, communities. I think it, it would be good um, overall. And I know Digital Dave has been talking to me about it. He actually works in the marketing field, programming marketer and and he's been he's given me a big write-up and suggestions and i'm eternally grateful because i tend to agree as well uh, so we're going to start this mass transition soon and we'll need the community support to one resubscribe if you consume your content via youtube the spotify and all that will stay the same because they have their own it's its own setup um but in this, as we transition, we'll really need the community to band together and like and subscribe and, and make sure, um, uh, you know, we get our viewers don't drop and it starts to and we'll then use that to grow the Iron Icon community and ecosystem as well. Um, but apart from that, thank you. We really appreciate. Thank you for the support everyone showed for joining the live stream. You will not. I cannot stress what a difference it has made, especially in terms of just a wake-up call to the foundation to go, wow, the community just really banded together and want more of this. So uh, in future, it's just going to be easy to get these things organized because they want to be part of it. They were literally buzzing. Every one of them were buzzing at the end. They just loved every aspect. And most of them, I believe, watched the entire stream as well. So um, kudos and thank, thank you there to the community for getting behind and supporting us. That's all I can grab for. I will stop here. Take care, everyone. See ya.